Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is our Helium 10 Weekly Buzz, where we give you updates on all the goings-on in the Amazon, Walmart, and e-commerce world. We also give you training tips of the week that'll give you serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. Uh, now, today, we have got some interesting news stories, uh, one uh, about uh, Amazon potentially, you know, pulling out a little bit of the grocery, but maybe uh, having that be a long-term play for their brick-and-mortar grocery stores. Uh, a new player in the e-commerce world or a newer player in the e-commerce world kind of made a splash at the Super Bowl. Also have some stories about how Amazon Live might be uh, something that Amazon sellers need to watch out for this year. And we've also got some training on how to use uh, a cool feature of Helium 10 Atomic in order to manage your PPC campaigns in a fraction of the time. So let's go ahead and see what's buzzing in the news. All right, the very first article we have today is actually from CNBC. This is an article by by Katie, who's always done a lot of you know really amazing stuff for uh, talking about the Amazon world. And this is actually just in general about live stream shopping. All right, this is something that you know hasn't really been too much of a thing in the United States. But th this article is called "Live Stream Shopping Took China by Storm." Now, Amazon, TikTok, and YouTube are betting the QVC style pitches will take off in the U.S. Now. For those who don't know, like live stream shopping, you know, whether you're old school and you used to do QVC or, you know, your new newer generation, it's basically people, you know, go start streaming live and are selling products, you know, while you're watching them. And that might seem like a foreign concept to you. And it's actually interesting because in China, so some facts and figures in this were, were pretty amazing. So in China, 74% uh, of people said they had bought products through a shoppable live stream in 2022, all right? 74% of everybody surveyed. That's crazy, guys, if you think about it. Con compare that to the U.S. where 78% of people had never even watched a live stream, much less purchased. So it just kind of shows you the potential of live stream, you know, for that to have such success in China. Back in 2020, the, the first 30 minutes of annu, uh, China's annual Singles Day shopping festival, Taobao live streams generated $7.5 billion in transactions, all right, which is a 40% jump from the year before. Uh, in, in the entire year of 2020, live stream shopping generated $170 billion, all right? So it's kind of been proven to work well in China. Now, the question is, is it going to kind of take off here in the U.S.? Well, you know, Amazon... Walmart, Shopify, they're all kind of betting uh, that it will be. Even even TikTok has has gotten into the game. So this is something, guys, I think we should, you know, you should take, you know, start considering adding to your repertoire. I'm going to be bringing people uh, on in the coming months that help with Amazon Live uh, to the podcast. But, you know, check out this article because it's really interesting to see what the potential is and, and how even now people are taking uh, advantage of this in the States. And, you know, check back on our episodes. We had an episode where we uh, interviewed uh, Gracie Ryback, right? She's a very popular streamer here in the States for Amazon Live. And, and you know, she talked about how even months ago, this was even last year, how she's having, you know, some pretty big success with that for sellers. All right, the next article here is about Walmart uh, shutting the door on e-commerce only stores. All right, now this is something that I wasn't even aware of, you know, too much. I guess it's something that they've, they've been doing for about 10 years. 
They had a few stores that were e-commerce only, meaning that people would just buy products online and these stores were not for shopping, but just for picking up orders. All right. Now, this is the part that I found interesting, though. The reason why, not just that it had low, you know, uh, kind of like low sales, low ROI, but check this quote out. It says, Walmart concluded that for the time being, at least, it no longer needs e-commerce only stores because the company has added pickup and delivery options or operations to thousands of full-time service locations in the years since that first e-commerce only store opened. So yeah, this is true. Walmart kind of doesn't need this because they've made a network now where there are so many driver delivery drivers and they have, uh, you know, contracts with other uh, delivery services where you can be anywhere almost and order from like walmart.com and have the option to actually have it, you know, delivered within hours or a couple of days, you know, through, a Walmart service. So this is kind of interesting. It's kind of like a, uh, some might see it as a sign of failure, but it's almost a sign of success about how they've really grown their footprint for delivery. All right. Next article is just directly from seller central. This is for all of you newer sellers who have been kind of like, maybe you signed up for your Amazon account and haven't started, or you've been holding off on that. Well, there's an article that came out on seller central was, uh, that there's this something called uh, new seller incentives that maybe you guys knew or didn't know about, but you know, if you list your first product in the U S after you've you know kind of registered for your account after a certain time, well, you could have like benefits for up to like $50,000 that have to do with vine and FBA and Amazon coupons and things like that. Now, starting March 1st, that new eligibility window is actually shrinking from one year to three months. All right. So if you've been like putting off, like maybe you started your seller central account, but you haven't started your own product. Now is the time to start thinking about getting out there because you, if you want to take advantage of this program, then, you know, you've got to kind of have to hurry up and get the show on the road as it were. So if you, if you guys uh, have not signed up for seller central um, yet, you're brand new to Amazon, you want to get started, qualify for this, go to h10.me forward slash Amazon start, h10.me forward slash Amazon start. Next article here comes from engadget.com, all right? And it says, Amazon plans to eventually go big on physical grocery stores. Now, this might be in contrast to what you you know, have seen happening out there in the news nowadays, because you know that, you know, maybe Whole Foods hasn't really made as big of a, uh, a splash, you know, and, and these other, actually Amazon is pulling back on some grocery stores that they were, that they were doing. However, uh, you know, CEO of Amazon said, Hey, we're still just in the early stages. We want to go big on the physical side of these grocery stores. So, you know, I know you, know, you might think that this doesn't apply to you unless you're selling like in the grocery category, but something to be thinking about, like as Amazon grows, it's like brick and mortar footprint. I think that's going to offer a lot more opportunities, even like just regular third party sellers out there for advertising, cross promotions. Like you saw some announcements last year at like, I, I forgot if it was Amazon Unbox or Amazon Innovate. On, on like sponsored or DSP ads and sponsored display and things actually potentially showing up in the grocery stores. Like, so can you imagine, maybe you don't necessarily sell a grocery or you do, but then, you know, somebody's walking in one of these new Amazon grocery stores and they see like a billboard or something, it's advertising your product. I mean, that, that would have been something unheard of before where you would think that as a smaller seller, you know, like under $10 million or under $5 million, where you would have the potential to be advertising in like a brick and mortar store that has a lot of foot traffic, like that wouldn't be something that you'd even think about, but that potentially could be 
you know, could happen if Amazon's footprint in these brick and mortar stores grows. Next article, a lot of you guys watch the Super Bowl. Some of you, you know, who didn't care much about the teams, like myself, couldn't care less about either of those teams. Sorry to Philadelphia and Kansas City fans out there. But uh, I like watching the commercials. It's always interesting to see it. And one kind of newer commercial or newer company maybe you might have noticed uh, is this one called Timu, right? So so they had a, an ad or two on there. And this is kind of rare. Uh, this article here is from CNBC, and it's entitled Chinese e-commerce giant PDD. Uh, I think that's the formerly known as Pinduoduo splashes on Super Bowl ad for its Timu US shopping site. And it says it's rare for a Chinese firm to buy a Super Bowl ad spot, which costs millions of dollars. But this this company is is worth $116 billion, this uh, article says. And in the week through January 29th, all right, GMV, gross merchandise value of this Timu website. Now, this is before Super Bowl, obviously, before it kind of blew up, you know, and had this, you know, had all this promotion, uh, transactions were 46 million in just a week. So I'm, I'm just curious, how, how many of you guys knew about Timu before that this Super Bowl ad came up? And, you know, do you think this is a potential, you know, threat to start taking little bite-sized pieces into Amazon's market share online? Uh, be curious to see your thoughts on that. Uh, I might try and invite some people onto the show later who can talk about you know websites like this who are who are up and coming here in the United States. Now, as far as our strange e-commerce story of the week, we've got this article from onegreenplanet.org and it has a very unique uh, title here. It's called Etsy and eBay are selling dead bats and scientists are concerned. All right? So th this was an actual interesting article. It says National Geographic reported that last October alone over 500 listings of dead bats appeared on Etsy and 71 on eBay and a few other platforms. All right. Now, um, this actually, you know, has some environmental and, and animal safety concerns. And uh, so it was actually just an interesting article that guys, you know, like even us, you know, maybe we're, you know, Manny's Mysterious Oddities this is our Project X, you know, brand. Uh, we might see some search volume on like bats or something like that. But guys, please do not sell dead bats on Amazon or Etsy or other platforms. You know, that's actually not a great thing. Um, I'm actually thinking about getting into the bat uh, category, though, from Manny's Mysterious Oddities. There's been a, a popularity surge of like bat shaped shelves, kind of like coffin shelves. Right. But guys, please do not sell dead animals that are endangered on e-commerce platforms. Uh, lastly, we, we, just a, a save the date announcement, guys. Uh, we put out yesterday, Cassandra did, uh, March 13th, guys. This is our date of our Prosper party, right? We, we always have epic Prosper parties uh, in Vegas every time we go to that show. So March 13th, uh, say, you know, block out your evening time. That's like the day before the main event starts at Prosper. Or if you're just going to be in, in Vegas at all or around the area, you want to come hang out and network, and, uh, you know, you know, we always do a, a really good party there. So make sure to save that date, March 13th, and we will see you there. All right. That's it for the uh, news this week. Now, moving along, uh, one call kind of link I wanted to give out to you guys is something that a lot of people kind of sleep on, and that's Amazon anomalies. All right. This happens when all of a sudden you start getting deranked for keywords, right? Have you ever, have this ever happened to you where you're ranked on page three, page two, page one consistently? All of a sudden, you're deranked, and it's because you're de-indexed. In other words, you you not only do you stop ranking, but you're, you're not indexed at all for it. And, and a lot of people have called this before, like Amazon search glitches, right? And it doesn't happen too often. But last year, 
it was actually happen happening uh, a lot towards the end of the year. What you guys are looking at here is our chart, uh, our Amazon anomaly tracker. All right. And you'll see that there was uh, some small glitches that were happening on Amazon in the first part of January. And then there are some pretty big ones happening like November. Maybe some, maybe those affected some of you where all of a sudden you notice your ranking went out. So if you're wondering if it's just you, like just your product, you know, your product could be maybe marked as adult or something like that. And then that'll de-index you. That only affects you. But these Amazon search anomalies or search glitches, what happens is, is they affect like a wide variety of people. And so since Helium 10 is tracking so many keywords, and products, we can actually kind of show you when there is like a widespread outage. So this is a great place to bookmark guys, h10.me forward slash ASA, h10.me forward slash ASA. I, I recommend bookmarking it. I recommend signing up just to get the free e email alerts. You're only going to get it if, if it happens, like, like it hasn't really happened in the last four months. So you probably wouldn't have even gotten an email if you signed up for it, but bookmark that page. And then if you ever notice like a mass de-indexing of some of your main keywords, Check this page first to see if it's like a known glitch that's happening out in the Amazon world. And if you don't see this go to like the yellow or red zone, that means it might be isolated to you. And then there's something more that you can do about it uh, as opposed to just waiting for Amazon to fix it. All right. For our training tip of the week, I wanted to uh, share with you guys just an example of how powerful um, you know running your Amazon campaigns through Atomic is. So uh I, I managed, you know, probably over 250 campaigns. And one of them, you know, you've seen me talk about this case study account that I've been doing uh, for hemp cream, this hemp cream product. And and one of the things that we can do in Atomic, when I create my list, my, my campaigns, or even if I had campaigns and I brought them into Atomic, is I can create rules. Like, for example, this is my positive rule setup. And it might look like, you know, if you guys are looking at this on the screen, like, oh, man, this is so complicated. It takes like less than four minutes to do, and I'm never going to have to go into here again. But I basically have a, a whole bunch of campaigns for the same product. You know, I have proven performance campaigns. That's my exact manual campaigns. I've got product targeting campaigns. I've got broad match campaigns, which I call research campaigns. Uh, I've got auto campaigns as well. Now, one thing you don't notice here is I don't have sponsored brand campaigns, and that's because Amazon doesn't allow hemp products to, uh, to have that. But anyways, I have all of these campaigns connected and talking to each other. And the reason is because I might come up with a keyword in my auto or broad campaign that I didn't know was important to my niche and I wasn't targeting it. And it's great if, if, if I get conversions there, but it would be even better if I, if I started manually targeting this, right? So what I do is, is I, I put this rule here, say, Hey, if I get two orders, right? If I get two orders, of the same keyword or the same search term in a campaign. And guys, this goes, you know, for those of you who don't even use Atomic, you can use this strategy too. But in a, in a max ACoS of 40%, I kind of have a higher ACoS threshold because this is a kind of like a replenishable product. And so I, I get people on subscribe and save. Then I say, hey, suggest to me that I move it to a, an exact match campaign, all right? How would I do this normally? Like if you didn't have Atomic, you'd have to download all of your you'd have to download all of your reports, right? Your, your Excel files and then run a pivot table to kind of see which has more than two conversions at less than this ACoS and then which ones are not in your exact match campaign. And then, okay, now you got to identify that and you can go back and find those campaigns and put them in. It's like a long time, but watch this. The Atomic suggestions just shows up here. Like I just have to click once and now I can see, for example, here is a keyword that I didn't, I wasn't targeting because, you know, the brand name is in motion, which is one word, no spaces. Look at this. Here's a keyword 
in space motion hemp roll on for pain. I got 14 clicks and 11 orders. You think that's a relevant keyword to my to my product? <laughs> 11 uh, orders out of 14 clicks. That's insane at only a 7.65 ACOS. And I got this from like, I must have gotten this from a broad campaign, but uh, I obviously want to target this as an exact manual, which I wasn't doing. So all I have to do is click this plus button. Boom, goes the dynamite. It's done. All right. So this is just one of the many like benefits of, of using Atomic. Just one re really quick one. I also put negative rules in there too, where I'm like, hey, if I get something that has either like this many clicks or this much spend with no sales, suggest to me that I negative match it so I can stop the bleed, right? And look at this. Here, here's a keyword that I didn't know. It looks like a product targeting ASIN, right? I spent 26 or $27 on that last week and got zero sales, all right? So instead of having to go find this campaign and really calculate it out, all I have to do is hit this plus button, boom. Now it's going to negative match it in that campaign. So guys, if you have not tried Atomic before, I highly recommend it. You know, I've been using it for for 2 years, more than 2 years since since it got started. I don't know what I would do without this, you know, because I'm I'm I have so many case study accounts, you know, and I only have like a couple hours a week to really work on them. You know, how how I would manage my PPC if I didn't have Atomic, I don't even know. So make sure to check it out, you know, get get a demo. We have a, a full training course as well on it. You can get uh, more information on Atomic at h10.me forward slash Atomic. Uh, and if you get started, uh, they have this like eight-week boot camp where our customer success team will will kind of hand walk, you know, smaller groups of people uh, onto how to like set up your campaigns and everything. Guys, give it a try for a couple of months. Uh, it's definitely worth it. It was definitely worth it for me. You know, so I know people who are paying hundreds or even thousands of dollars a month on PPC agencies and things, which, hey, if you need that, that's great. But, you know, before you do that, or like before you really know that you need, and you know, to, to get professional help, I, I highly suggest trying to do it on your own with the help of a software like Atomic. So so give it a try, guys, h10.me forward slash Atomic and get a demo on it. All right, guys, that's it for the news and tips of the week. I'll see you guys next week to see what's buzzing.